What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, our streak of booking big-time guests in the industry have come to an end today. You are stuck with just me and Brian, but we got lots to dive into. Brian was in the news talking about some of our sports betting conversations last week or a couple weeks ago with Captain Jack. We got looming crypto regulation, the SEC sending out strongly worded letters to exchanges like Coinbase, and who knows, maybe we'll even see how Brian's bracket is doing all today on Lulz. Does he think... I think he thinks this he thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS cats pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please Please don't do bus. Um Brian, I think it, I just remember, didn't we have like a cliffhanger last week where you said you were having friends over at like 10.30 or 11 a.m. to watch March Madness? And did you survive that experience? Barely. Yeah. Just barely. I, I, I feel like my, my hangover is like finally completely gone now, you yeah. know, like not like you, you, you can ex- exist in society and no one can tell, but you kind of know you drank a few days before that kind of it lasted like for four days. Goodness. Yeah, that sounds so like you. Did you start drinking at 11 a.m.? Listen, listen to this. I got cut off. <laughs> See, it, pe- Petty Theft is acting like this isn't a, a cliffhanger. We're about to get an absolute. Brian got cut off from a bar in Chicago, one of the hotbeds of drinking in America. It was, I was in Chicago. I was out here. But oh. um, uh, the girl at we went to Buffalo Wild Wings because in the suburbs, there's no like bars you can go to. Right. And um and uh, I had two Long Island iced teas. Yeah. And then everyone cool. else got a third drink, and I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll have another one too. And uh, we told her earlier, like, we're here to watch the games. And it was totally dead too, which is really weird, you know, that, like, it yeah. wasn't back. But, um, and she's like, oh, great. I love when guys are here for hours. And she's like, okay, I'll get you one in, like, I'll, I'll get you one later. <laughs> she brought, really? I thought she was joking. And she brought them all drinks and stuff. And like, so like, then she came back another 20 minutes later. I still haven't gotten a drink. I'm like, oh, are you being serious? She's like, yeah, like we're supposed to like Long Island iced teas. We're supposed to wait an hour and a half. <laughs> and my guess is they don't enforce that rule for everyone. But she looked at you and thought yeah. they needed to enforce that rule. I know. I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like after two lady, like that's never happened to me ever. And like, did, did my that buddies you- wanted to go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I'm picturing Brian being told that a rule is being enforced. Did you go on a libertarian tirade uh, after that? I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy <laughs> at all. And my, uh, and my, and my other buddy used to be a bartender and he's like, no, dude, I remember that was a rule and stuff. Like, I don't give a fuck if it's actually a fucking law. It's never once been enforced in me, on me or anyone I've ever fucking seen. Uh, wow. And uh, luckily though, they're like, they wanted to come back here and but it's cheaper. We have tons of, we had tons of booze and stuff here and uh so they wanted to leave so well i'm like oh we're, we're gonna leave now and she's like you're not leaving because of that <laughs> and we weren't but i wanted her to think i was like what the fuck are you? you have like six people in this place you have to be losing money this operation yeah. i'm clear and, and and she knew i wasn't driving wow and so it's like whatever fuck you <laughs> like i'm out of here fuck biden's america strikes again brian yeah that's march madness six people in the bar and you can have two drinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh joey says you were making a scene i mean what what what's the truth behind this story you causing trouble in there <laughs> trust me my buddies are not that type uh we're like you're making a scene we have to go they do yeah. not care um I, I, I love that you're at a buffalo wild wings have i ever told you my buffalo wild wings story no no so, so i had it was one of the years i came back from college in the summer i think it was after my freshman year of college and i didn't have a job um and i was just looking everywhere and down the street from my parents, they were opening up the 300th Buffalo Wild Wings store in Colorado. And they were rolling out this big promotion that on launch day, the first 300 people in line would get like free Buffalo Wild Wings for a year. So it was like they were putting a lot of energy in this and they were hiring all kinds of people. And so I got hired because um, they just needed help. I was on the rap station. I was doing all this overtime hours uh because they were getting all ready for the launch and then and then i got a better job like two weeks later and went in and gave the manager my two weeks notice and uh he was not not happy with me at all after spending all this time trading me and then i pieced out to make like two more dollars per hour but uh i have very fond memories of those two weeks i worked at a buffalo <laughs> wild wings i had the opposite happen to me <laughs> Really? Not at Buffalo Wings, at a Hollywood video. I'm not sure. It was, it's a, it was a chain, but it probably no, wasn't. No, I remember bigger. Hollywood. Okay. It was like adjacent to Blockbuster. Yeah, 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 exactly. Jason to Blockbuster. And they were opening a store. And so I got hired, opened the store up. They trained me, whatever. And then after the store was open, they let go like half of us. And I was one of them. <laughs> they just hired us as cheap labor to move all the shit in. And then just and then said yeah. And then yeah, let let you work a couple of weeks. And then they probably picked from the cream of the crop, which I wasn't. So Yeah. The, uh, we had the world cup was going on this summer too. And I remember me and my friend would just like cover for each other and be like, you go watch the world cup, like through the kitchen, looking out into the bar area that I'd go watch it. And then our other huge ruse that we would do is Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know if they still have it, but they had this, like one of their desserts was this like molten chocolate lava cake type thing. And they kept them in the freezer. And it was so good. And my friend and I would cover for each other. And one of us would go into the freezer and just house an entire chocolate cake thing that was back there in the packaging and then come out. And the other would cover in front of the freezer, go in there. Just It was just so, so good. And then he'd be like, dude, you have like a bunch of like chocolate cake on your left. You're like coming out of the freezer like that. This is clearly what you were not allowed to get free food at this place. You know, it was supposed to be off hours, off shift, uh, but okay. sometimes you're getting hungry and they're making wraps and you need to go uh, for a little snack in the freezer. I, I worked at a few different places like like that where they made like whatever fast food or pizza joint. Yeah. And like one would give you food and the other one, uh, uh, which was which was sweet, but we did abuse it, obviously. And then 
another one, the guy had like just this beef joint I worked at when I was whatever, 17 or something. And he did, and he did, gave no free food whatsoever. You had to pay, but you got like a 15% discount. I'm like, I'm like, I quit like the next day after finding that out. I'm like, there's no way. And he was like trying to, and he, pay, he tried to pay me under the table. Right. And, you know, to save taxes is like, yeah. and then he, and he drove like this hundred thousand dollar, $200,000 car. Well, like, I'm like, fuck this. I'm people not don't, care. businesses don't realize how like just a little benefit like that of like, you get a free fucking sandwich, how right. far that goes. I always remember my big sweat um, in high school when I was caddying a ton was, you know, before the 10th hole, you know, after the ninth hole, there was like the snack cart and all of that stuff. And you always knew if you were caddying for a good golfer, you know, at minimum, they would normally get you a Gatorade, like, hey, you want a Gatorade? But sometimes they'd be like, do you want a snack? And they'd buy you like a chicken salad sandwich or something. And it was just like pure euphoria. Like if my golfer bought me a sandwich while I was caddying, I thought he was like the best dude in the entire world. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I did something um, well, like that the other day, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah, you give gets giving the guy a little something. Yeah. Uh, if you notice this with deliveries to your house, like food deliveries, like pizza or whatever, if you if you get any of those, that they leave them on your front doorstep now. Yeah, I cannot fucking stand that with a bag. Like I write in there, to like ringing the doorbell. They don't even ring the doorbell sometimes. Yeah, it's, I think it's combination of it was allowed during COVID. And just like young people do not want to interact with on a human level with people anymore. And they just want to put it down and go. And that's who does the majority of the deliveries. Uh, but like I put on there, like not contactless delivery, you know, like they, they have the options on there because I'm sick. Cause like they'll leave it out and it's cold and I don't hear the, the, uh, the, yeah. the knock or the doorbell. They don't even do it. And it's fucking the food's cold. The, the thing is, though, is I don't think it's that they don't want to interact. I think they just know the faster they are, the better their hourly is, right? They're on to the next order because in the same way, I don't know, you probably see them all the time now. Like the Amazon truck drivers, every single time I see one, they're sprinting to that. And I know that's a little different because they just are based on like a set hourly rate instead of mm-hmm. like probably earning their own um, by deliveries. But I just feel like all of these guys, whether because of fucking Bezos or because they're trying to get as many deliveries in, everyone's just in a massive hurry. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the delivery guys do seem to drop it off, but like that you're supposed to drop it off. Yeah. Just, I would just be you're just happy. They don't chuck it half the way down your side, your sidewalk at your front door. They at least yeah. bring it up there, but food, you leave it down. It, it's like, it's, you know, not sanitary, even though it's in a <laughs> paper bag and it's cold as fuck out. You know, it's not that bad now, but a couple of weeks ago it was freezing out. Yeah. I had, I had one when we had just moved into our house, it, it hasn't happened recently, but literally instead of walking it up to the, uh, the front steps, they literally chucked it in the yard unless like some dog came and like dragged it away. Like it was just in the middle of the yard. I was like, this is the guy didn't even get out. He just, just tossing it. I'm like, these guys are getting way too like late. a, like a paper delivery boy on yeah. a bicycle taking the Amazon out there. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah. So uh, everyone wants to know, Brian, how's your back bracket doing? My, my Ken Palm bracket is, uh, is crushing so far right now. I saw somebody posted that. Um, yeah. I think I'm in the top third or something. Uh, One of our buddies made this thing. Maybe you should uh, share this link. It's pretty cool for the, uh, the oxen bros. Um, I will have it here in a second. He did a little SIM. Optobro.com. 
Okay. Let me go to this here. And uh, he did a little sim for uh, whose brackets were best. Um, right. Pre-lock. I don't think he's updated it with. Uh... There you go. Oh, and this, it, is, it... this is for the Onyx, the uh, the draft. Yeah. One? Okay. And it will live update as it goes to uh, 10,000 sims. But um, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I don't think, yeah, pre-tournament. So he doesn't have how we're doing now. Yeah, not great, but I was I was up there. Okay. Uh, I think there was like 2,300 entries or something. I was 300 or something like that. But uh, I spent all of, of 15 minutes putting together a spreadsheet thing. So uh, not not much effort. But it looks like you could get an edge. And it looks like most a lot of DFS guys were, were better than the sports betters or whoever makes up this 2,500 group of people. You know what? That would be a very fun delineation to start seeing on the data, like in these merged DraftKings, like sportsbook accounts versus DraftKings accounts, and then in these things that kind of are in the middle of the Venn diagram of those guys and see who's who's better at those specific things. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would like I would like uh March Madness or pool brackets to start happening. Yeah. A bigger level. I think they're illegal in Illinois though. Because I know in some states, I think in Denver you can do you could do them for money. Uh, not Denver, Colorado in general. You could do them for money, but in Illinois we can't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's, Colorado Colorado seems to have one of the one of the best uh setups right now as far as yeah. sports betting and fantasy and everything. They I must think. not have had any entrenched interest before. Mm. Did they have a big, uh, like, uh, like a Native American reserve casino area, or well, just just the one we were talking about with Nerdy Tenor last week, where he goes and plays Blackhawk? Um, but I don't; those aren't. Maybe I'm uh, misspeaking, but those aren't like big, you know, reservation conglomerates like Foxwoods and Mohegan mm-hmm. Sun out right. here. They're on a much smaller scale. California's whatever theirs yeah. is, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, or just like a bunch of casinos everywhere yeah. like you know do you guys do you guys have that there's like, like this mountain whatever. town like yeah up by blackhawk where there's like a small cluster of them um but there are not a ton of casinos out there that's probably why yeah and andrew says they also have one of the most liberty oriented governors it's it's a surprise you have not moved there yet brian yeah i think that might be debatable my friend <laughs> oh here we go here we go uh, and i mean i live in illinois so it's not like yeah well i do think D, i mean we've we've talked about it before i mean colorado can definitely make a claim to one of the uh the dfs hotbeds uh you got all the etr contingent out there you got uh nerdy tenor um who else is out there um, um steve steve the yep. Colts is out there uh levitan did you say yeah. him already? Yeah. Um, and then you guys got the Chicago, right? You got the Chipotle. Oh, one Chipotle bro. brother is out in Denver and one's in Chicago. I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't keep tabs on them. So they might not live either place anymore, but that's where they did last. I knew. I just assumed that you kind of had drone research of all of your top DFS competition and you were kind of triangulating. <laughs> I had a drone. They wouldn't be around. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a different kind of drone. Um, so, Brian, you were in the news. Uh, you spoke with uh, Jeff Edelstein, who writes over at US Bets, which is uh, a betting arm underneath the Better Collective umbrella. I have actually uh, done some best ball stuff with Jeff in the past, but he wrote about sports betting. And I assume our conversation with uh, 
Captain Jack was the impetus for this piece? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, Sports Handle. Uh, they have a Twitter uh, Sports Handle too that I that I follow. Mostly yeah, sports in- betting, but they got DFS and legislative uh, news and stuff, like a map where you can go to your state and see how legislation is for all these things. And Jeff uh, wanted to interview you, and you said, not so fast. This is the oldest trick in the book. You are going to distort my words and warp my message. Therefore, you must record the entire thing and post it on my channel. That's how it went. <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. It did cross my mind. I'm like, oh, if this guy's going to call me a racist or something. I better have this on record. But no, I, it was it was it was mainly because I I got the mainly almost entirely because I need I need content on my channel. I haven't I don't do anything on there anymore, and they demonetize you on YouTube now. So if you don't do content for like two months, Pete, you like to lose your channel or at least Uh-oh. lose the demonetization. Lose the uh, monetization and then you know it's kind of a pain in the ass to get monetized like you get yeah. i don't know how it was for you but like they have to mail you like physically mail you some code that you have to type yeah. in yeah same I yeah remember that yeah no. so what so tell me about i i didn't watch your interview i'm sorry you should throw it up on the lulz feed though if you want um podcast feed what what did you guys talk about what was he specifically asking about it was entirely about that whole um conversation we had with jack that one right there he posts um about he 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 just never kind of heard the argument that the addiction rates you know aren't that high and they're equal to or lower than a whole bunch of other addiction rates in society and we don't regulate the ever-loving shit out of those areas we don't shame those people that much everything i said to jack basically and it guess it hit home with him, and he wrote an article about it. Uh, which I will, is cool. I will drop this in the chat. You know, uh, initially Brian shared the article in the Lowell's channel in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. I did what I always do, um, and just hit Control F, searched Lowell's, searched my name, couldn't find anything. But um, uh, clearly, my concerns were were heard because now all of a sudden, Brian, uh, we got not only an embed. But uh, I got within a dash here who co-hosts the Lulz podcast with Peter Overzet. So thank you very much for that. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Time to get all of these better collective clicks, baby. Um, did did he did he push you, Jeff push you on anything or have any other insight from his perspective uh, that you found interesting? Um, really quick, better collective owns them. Do Sports Channel? I didn't know that. I just assume so because Jeff does uh, – just stuff with roto grinders and is oh. under uh, that umbrella. Man, they are all over the place. Better Collective, they own tons of shit. Yeah, Jay Epstein um, at BetterCollective.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just thought they were uh, their own thing, but whatever. Your question was, did he? Did he? Um, I'm trying to think if he had any specific. I should have. Li- I didn't listen back to our YouTube uh, podcast yeah. in full yet. But he, because he kind of, he mainly just asked me questions, and then, but then he did throw some stuff at the end. But I, I forgot to get back that far, so no, nothing specific that that comes to mind. He had some just other analogies that were also useful, and I think he put them in the article. Um, some of the rates I didn't, I, I didn't mention either. Uh, one that was like six or seven percent of people. I can't remember what it was, but um, 
but since you put the link in here, I can look. That was higher than than I thought. Higher than I yeah. thought too. I think the thing is, uh, people just had no clue what those rates are. They just assume gambling is this evil, evil thing. Yeah. That you know, and I said something in that interview too, like, um, like if you, I guarantee, if you poll people, like how what percentage of people get addicted to sports gambling, they would it would be like wildly disproportionate to what it, the studies actually show. Yeah, shoplifting disorder six percent. I didn't know that. That's that's pretty high. Yeah, defined as chronic repetitive purchasing that becomes a primary response to negative events or feelings, which become very difficult to stop and ultimately results in harmful uh, consequences. Man, at first I was reading this article and I thought one eight hundred shopper read one eight hundred Hooper, and I thought you had created a helpline, Brian, <laughs> where you were actually fielding questions for all of these people. Yeah. I'd be like, you're fine, dude. Listen, the rates are really low. Like, I just lost my house, man. No, uh, no, you're fine. Just get back in there. Have you uh, created a spreadsheet yet? And you know, we have not created a spreadsheet yet. Has there been any other uh, fallout or, you know, pushback that you've gotten since that episode, since this uh, interview? Uh, anything else pop up from it? Nothing except people in our discord. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think uh, it definitely dovetails with another thing that we have impending regulation on, which is crypto. We have some interesting stuff going on with the SEC. They sent um, something called a Wells notice to Coinbase. Um, they also posted um, kind of a caution on the investor.org, uh, the SEC website, exercise caution with crypto asset securities. It was an official investor alert that came out today. So it seems like a lot is happening right now as far as how the government's thinking about crypto. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know, I find it concerning. I was interesting to see what, what you thought about it. And I sent you a little uh, Twitter link in uh, the private chat, yeah, super secret private chat where... It looks like Brian Armstrong selling uh, coin shares. And I can't tell if it's like he like I think he has like some scheduled amount he sells every month. Uh, yeah. But some people think it's like a lot more than normal or something. And I don't know. I don't keep up with it. But I don't know. It's 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 not like a good. And it's gone up the last couple of days since right since that Wells Wells notice came out. I think it's gone up. We're up over twenty eight hundred right now. I just checked. Yeah, it. I, I had read, I'd seen some other posts about this that, and I think you just mentioned it too, that he's been consistently selling like since the second they IPO'd, he's been selling um, his stock. So as this comment says here, that's not a significant amount of shares compared to his holdings. Let's see if it stops or continues. So I guess it could be something, um, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he does, that would definitely. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I was I was pissed about during, was it this boom or the old boom? I, I can't remember. It was when Litecoin got to like 300 and yeah. the founder of Litecoin sold all his Litecoin. And Charlie, I, uh, Charlie and I didn't go, huh, maybe I should start selling a lot of these altcoins and stuff. Yeah, Yo, that was guy, a big deal. That was the that was like the first big Bitcoin boom followed by the the shitcoin boom and Charlie Lee like dumped the absolute top on, on Litecoin and, uh, and everyone was very pissed. The all time peak, I think it was, and it's like yeah. when he sells it, guys. 
Yeah. We should probably be selling. And so now I'm, you know, now I'm trained. Uh, if anyone sends me anything like that, it's like, okay, if Brian Armstrong's selling coin or I don't know, uh, like Safadine Amos or somebody selling their Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, there, there is nobody unless Satoshi comes back. If Satoshi oh. sells his Bitcoin, it's probably time to, to call it quits. <laughs> That but, would be an absolutely wild day, the day his uh, OG wallets uh, with all those Bitcoin move. I, I do think there is still some naive um, like logic that Bitcoiners have, a lot of the, like orange-pilled guys, uh, that the government can't really destroy this thing when they when I think they, they can. They could. If they really wanted to, just start making every transaction – illegal just or just don't allow banks to do process transactions you could start like a big run i know like technically unless they destroy the internet you can't destroy bitcoin i get it but like they could make it functionally obsolete to the point where like so many people would just lose all the value they had in bitcoin and i know you could hey you could still trade even if it's at one cent you could still trade is what they'd say but that's not like the thesis that everyone wants the thesis everyone wants is to get get the mass adoption. mass adoption where it's a decentralized uh you know transfer of, of money and there's no government in the world that can fuck with it that, yeah that's not gonna happen well if, and, they, and, if they really crack down on it and if you also think and i'll just quickly read for you guys who are listening to audio i pulled up right now the um the note that brian armstrong or i guess not brian armstrong someone at coinbase wrote about what the sec sent them with the wells notice it says to uh, tldr today the sec gave coinbase a wells notice regarding an undefined portion of our listed digital assets or staking services uh coinbase earn prime and wallet after a cursory investigation we are prepared for this disappointing development we are confident in the legality of our assets and services and if needed we welcome a legal process to provide the clarity we have been advocating for and to demonstrate that the sec simply has not been fair or reasonable when it comes to its engagement on digital assets rest assured coinbase products and services continue to operate as usual today's news does not require any changes to our current products or services. So, Brian, do you have any um, familiarity with this concept of a Wells notice? No. I, when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, Wells Fargo sent them a notice. Right. <laughs> That's how much I, I understand yeah. what a Wells notice is. I know. When I read it, I was like, is this like a well actually? Uh, well, actually, <laughs> what you guys are doing. It, it turns out it was. Like, here's your here's your, uh, your your okay in 2018. Well, actually, it's not okay anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think it's interesting so much as, you know, obviously we had the FTX collapse. We also had a ton of other, you know, um, ancillary exchanges that were impacted by that. I had money in Gemini Earn that I luckily got out, but that um, felt the trickle down effect block folio. There's a bunch of sites who were casualties. Coinbase was really kind of the last us based exchange that had kind of a sterling reputation of like this is the place where things above board where nothing can go wrong where your money's still safe and now stuff like this i think further erodes at that you know consumer confidence oh yeah definitely and but the price go up so yeah. i don't get it how it, it, it's also another thing is it's just like in this period of time of like a banking crisis possibly uh, maybe yes we already are in it the recession looming, maybe we're already in it. The the just stock market unstable to say the least, right? But I'm looking now, so the stock market went up today too, and they raised 
the Fed raised rates again yesterday, so they're sticking with that. Uh, so I mean, hopefully it's it's not anything, anything. But like, it was much better when they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Like the federal government, they weren't they weren't involved at all. It always is with poker, with with sports betting, with Bitcoin. But um, it's not perfect. Some people get fucked over. But now that they know, they know a lot more about it. I'm not uh, I'm not super thrilled. I also think uh, this uh, what's his name Gensler is it? Yeah, is uh, whatever. Yeah, he's like uh, more heavily involved now too, from what I'm reading. And I, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust these cocksuckers. Do you think this is all direct fallout from the FTX stuff? That that's lit a fire underneath them to be more proactive with this stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. And it made a lot of these people. And um, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Not embarrassed. I don't know if that's the right word, but it made him look a fool a little bit. Like because he donated to so many, so many politicians that were like on the oversight committee and stuff like that, and you know, eventually people are going to lose money or get hurt if they haven't already. I don't know what the whole uh, solution is that to normal people who had money at FTX. But um, like, I know like the theme at the, of the time was that he was donating to all these Democrats and he had, and he was like a fake, fake super woke guy. Right. He didn't actually believe it because you could see the D- DMS that were released. So it was kind of a cultural war issue. But like you know, he all these all these politicians got looked really bad, and now they have a motive to crack down. Yeah, yeah, and and then in conjunction um, with this Wells notice, they also um, issued this alert, urging caution for investors in the crypto space. This was posted today. It has, um, it's a long piece that has, you know, it basically looks like standard, you know, boilerplate warnings uh, that you would see uh, all basically saying not financial advice. Uh, Investments in crypto asset securities can be exceptionally risky and are often volatile. Thank you for that. Fraudsters continue to exploit the rising popularity of crypto assets to lure retailer investors into scams, often leading to devastating losses and having an investment plan as well as understanding your risk tolerance and time horizon can be critical to your investing success. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of uh, the release of something like this? This is the, this is the playbook every time in every sector. We got to protect this. The, the, a few people get hurt. So we have to step in and our approved, our approved vendors will be the ones you could use. So it's them and the people that they want in power that share in the oversight, the, the, like the main, the main like vendors, banks or crypto banks or crypto advisors or financial advisors. They want them all under this umbrella. And the only way to do that is to regulate the ever loving shit out of it, which is what they're probably going to be. I've been saying for two years, they're going to do it though. So I'm a broken clock on this one. So maybe it won't be uh, that that much oversight, but I doubt it. I think I think they will. And then that's kind of like the criticism of Coinbase too: is they'll play the game, and if they play well enough, that then they will be the over you know the vendor of choice. And then you know Pete Pete.com, 
who who wants also wants to do something Bitcoin related will never have a shot because Beat.com can't get enough funds to get the regulatory you know permits or whatever uh, to or connections to start your own your own company and then then the more that more and more they get their uh, their foot in the door, the more oversight, more regulation, and you would have you we would have no say in it. Because we're all only using Coinbase anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, again, this is the Bitcoin, Bitcoin bros argument is like, no, but we could still just transfer. Uh, we could transfer it by hand on a, a, a little memory stick if we wanted to. And we could do X, Y, and Z and do all these other things. And that's true. That is true. And you could keep you could keep the numbers in your head if you want to, Pete. You don't even need to write them down. Just memorize them. And you could leave the country. And then in another country, you could put those numbers down and get your money back head down to the uh, local marketplace and buy my bread with my seed phrase of Bitcoin. Inside exactly. My head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it is beautiful and a beautiful, uh, 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 idea and it's genius, uh, you know, technology that he created. I agree with all of it, but this is still bad. You could agree with all that and go like, I, I wish they wouldn't do this. And this in the short term could really hurt. The price of Bitcoin. If no one could withdraw in U.S. dollars through the, uh, did, I got this. I got this message from Kraken just yes two days ago. Yeah, um, it was uh, they got they canceled, and I think I still have some money on there, unfortunately. Really? But let me uh, let me find the exact language here. But they 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 got sent the same notice as as uh, Coinbase. But it was more strict. So here, let's see what it says. We'd like to inform you that as March 27th, Kraken will be unable to support ACH deposits and withdrawals. Yeah. So uh, that's like online banking, you know. Uh, and I think that's like where you put your your routing number and stuff. And I, right. I thought they can't do that anymore at Kraken, which was supposedly one of the legit crypto exchanges too. Yeah. Not yes. as safe as Coinbase, but better than, uh, you know, obviously FTX and um, even Binance, maybe. Right. Uh, who, who knows what those claims are, but a lot of people say that. And now they can't do ACH. Uh, Brian, can you answer this question? How can I switch CRO ETH20 to CRO chain? Um, <laughs> welcome to Lulz, where we do help all of your crypto bridging needs. Brian will now walk you through. How okay, here, let me get. It. I actually do have my crow. I do have crow on. Uh, I have both the. Uh, uh, what what is the name of the company? The crypto.com. That's their oh, that's yeah. their coin. That's their coin. Okay. And you have to get the both apps. I think they have like yeah. a they have like a regular app and an investing app, and you have to transfer between them. It took me like five hours to figure that out during the boom, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure almost all that money I put on there is like like down to. $300 or something. Yeah. Uh, Al, tell me how you found the show. Are you just stumbling across YouTube and it promoted into your feed because it said we're talking about crypto? I, I am very curious how you found us. I don't think I recognize your username. Um, but like back to this note from the SEC, Brian, like none of the actual message within it is like shocking or groundbreaking. To me, it's like, where was this seven years ago when like when everyone at the Thanksgiving table was talking about Bitcoin? Like, isn't this when this should have been posted? Like, why is this getting posted yeah. in 2023? And they and they know about it. The, uh, they knew about it. Them. They were invested. I guarantee a lot of these people 
invest because I know the legislators in Illinois knew about it. And if they knew yeah. about it, then there's no way in New York or wherever, DC, they don't know about it. So they know about it. Where where was it? I mean, and Coinbase says they asked for clarity like every year for years. And yeah. no response, just this letter. Like, remember the poker, the poker uh Black Friday shutdown was just some of the like I get that. Full tilt was a shady operation, right? I get like I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't, but they still could have handled it a million different ways, right? Yeah. They didn't have to do the nuclear option, yeah, of of shutting it down in that kamikaze way of just getting control of everything, screwing, you know, getting all the assets no one can play instead of just negotiating with these companies. Yeah, they they didn't have they didn't have to do it that way. It's it, it it didn't save anybody. It didn't help anyone. We all probably lost more money because of the way they did that. And w- why? And it's the same thing with this. Why not answer their request or make cl- get some clarity on why wait seven years? Yeah. This, did you see these TikTok hearings today? I was at uh, the gym. I've been hearing about the the stuff uh, with we're now taking a long hard look at it. This this is this is kind of t- tangent, but like, side tangent, but it, it's the same idea. Is like the the you know the TikTok hearings is is basically like are they a Chinese company? Are they giving this data to the Chinese government? Right. And it's just like such a fucking such bullshit. Like at the gym, it was CNBC was on the screen, right? The uh, financial station, and one of them, anyways. And and while they were in, uh, interviewing the guy at Congress, the the CEO of TikTok, they had the stock prices of Google. And uh, I'm sorry, of um, Facebook and who are the competitors? <laughs> who are the other ones? Facebook, uh, Twitter, I guess. You know, all the social media companies. Yeah. They had the price going next to him as he was answering questions. Like, that's what it's about. They want to get rid of this fucking competitor. And it's like, hey, well, TikTok, we've been donating to these guys for 30 years. We have more power than you do. Here, we'll show you. So are you saying, because one, one of the claims you'll hear is that Obviously, TikTok and the you know the bite dance or whatever the the Chinese version, it's an incredibly dialed in algorithm. I think it's the best algorithm in social media compared to Twitter, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels. The TikTok algo is is top notch. And there's this theory being floated around that in China they're harnessing this same algo for good, educational materials, whatever indoctrinization propaganda they want to do. And in the U.S., they're using it to plant seeds of doubt and conspiracy theories and giving us all this mush. Like, do you buy that? Or do you think that's just the narrative that people are pushing to help us get rid of it? That might be true. I have no idea. That might also be true, but I don't think the, in the, uh, I think a lot of these, the, the the ulterior intentions of these guys is also that it's not the American company. Like, I really don't think Facebook and Google and these other companies have our best interest in mind. No. Even though they're American companies. And like, how American are these companies anyways, once they become these gigantic multinational companies? Um, and this is leaving aside, should they have a say in it anyways? And like, like they can't, you know, like it's that, that same idea that I talk about all the time. It's like, they can't even get your fucking roads, right? Like you think they know the inner workings of TikTok and algorithms and computer science, you know, and, uh, and all this type of stuff. They don't fucking know. They can't, they don't know what the, these old fuckers, they're like thousands of years old up there. And they're going to be uh, experts on this, this brand new technology. Like in, give me a fucking break. 
Yeah, this is from the New York Times piece about what you need to know about the hearings today. It says, to continue operating the U.S. under ByteDance's ownership, TikTok has sought approval from a group of federal agencies known as the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States for a plan called Project Texas. Uh, everything is bigger there. That plan outlines how TikTok will prevent the Chinese government from having access to U.S. user data or meddling with content recommendations, with oversight from government-approved officials and third-party auditors. The plan has not been approved. Last week, it emerged that the Biden administration wants TikTok's Chinese ownership to sell the app or face a possible ban. And and I heard like Elon was thinking about buying it. Oh God, how many how many how many, how many social media sites does this guy need to run into? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my yeah. God. I want him to I, buy Rumble. <laughs> yeah, have you have you spent any time on TikTok? Have you ever been on TikTok? No, no, I haven't actually. Never yeah. downloaded it. It is uh it is like a I will say it um I, I enjoy the experience on TikTok because it does a really good job of once you start watching a type of video or a creator you like, they are really good at finding other things within that orbit, tangentially related. They'll come back to them when they have new content. Like I would say my hit rate when I scroll through TikTok, it's like a 600 or 700 batting average as far as like, oh, I enjoyed watching that. I'm glad you showed it to me. Like it's, wow. it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's crazy how they have uh, 1 billion active users. That's amazing. And yeah. They're not old and they're not old. I think I think the for you on uh, Twitter has gotten a little better over the last few weeks. Maybe it's just getting lucky. I don't know what you think about it, but like when it first came out, I was like, oh my God, I had to like mute a bunch of people that I wasn't following in the for you, because it's like, I don't want to see this like, like violence and shit. <laughs> like this is fucked well, up. That, it's, it's so funny when you said that, I remember you mentioned for people who don't remember, Brian was saying on one of his previous shows, he was getting like all these like random street fights and brawl type uh, footage. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people complain about the for you. I, I kind of appreciate it because I'm not necessarily a Twitter completist. I have like a list, like when I'm writing the fantasy life newsletter, I have my fantasy list. So I can just go check in, make sure I don't miss news. If I'm like watching a sporting event at my computer, I'll have tweet deck up and just see the barrage. But generally I'm on the app on my phone and I like going to the for you page because it does a pretty good job of if there was one tweet in my network that was discussed a bunch that day, I'll see it there. And yes, there is some bullshit in there. Some There's some threads I don't care about. But for the most part, it does a good job of giving me a snapshot of what I missed. Where if you're not a completist, like seeing every single thing, like that is the place that will catch it. So I, I don't know. I, I might be in the minority, but I don't mind it that much. I don't, I'm, I'm not minding it lately. Do, do you think it's gotten better or do you think I'm just seeing things or just no i think it's gotten i think okay. it's gotten better too do you ever use the thing that's like don't show me more of this like trying to give it feedback i didn't even know that was there i just i just saw there's bookmarks has there always been bookmarks that's yeah, yeah. i use bookmarks religiously for like when i'm saving tweets that i want to use in writing. how long have they been on here how long have they been on there? i mean i used them all last year so at okay. least a year yeah <laughs> i should have noticed that one yeah um well, Ale, I do want to just say, I, got, I need to circle back on this. Um, uh, Ale here is under 18, has Kraken with this fake ID. We we cannot Jeez. help you here. Please, please do not associate lulls with anything that you're doing right now. Uh, but look at this, Brian. He was just searching crypto on YouTube and stumbled upon our show, Ale. We welcome you, and I'm sure we will disappoint you with whatever topic we are discussing next week. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. This is gamblers uh, talking about crypto, not experts talking yeah. about crypto. Yes. Uh, go with God. Uh, please turn 21 before you watch the show again. And um, yeah. uh, yes, I'm pretty sure this that. is under the not for children uh, option uh, yeah. before you post. Uh, the, 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 the last 15 minutes of the show is just going to be us reading a long disclaimer, um, protecting us from, from any potential lawsuits. That's right. Yeah. We used to say that every show, uh, so much so my mom made me uh, not financial advice cups. Really? Yeah. I still probably have one in, the, in, in this place or maybe my other place, but yeah, I bring that back. Not financial advice. Well, um, are you seeing too, like, you know, top shot, got the lawsuit about whether um the moments were um securities then DraftKings, i think got hit with a similar lawsuit for the rainmakers stuff like this stuff is it's it's bubbling up everywhere that's my point that's why i was like we should at least mention this like yeah. um it might be you know the, the problem with the top shot is now we have to wait 18 years to get our money back and uh so it's not a good time to sell but if they're going to crack down on that, man, price is going to go to what? We should probably just floor that thing, man. We should just, I mean, you, you owed a controlling interest in it. So you, you get to yeah. make the decision, but God, that, what a. I was going to say, Kareem would probably not care either with his, his shares anymore, but he might be like, no, no, no. I got money forever. I'm fine now. So yeah, let it roll, baby. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to have your own talks about your Jason Tatum. This is a conversation just about Nikola Jokic Cosmic. Right. And is he involved in our Chris Paul or not? Which I think he is, but it's in a spreadsheet somewhere. I mean, Brian, I'm telling you though, right now, if Jokic wins the MVP for the third straight time, this moment is going to the moon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> how many, how many how many MVPs would Jokic have to win for us to not be underwater on that? He could literally go down as a better player than Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And we would still lose money on that moment. I believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> probably, it's like, it's like picking like the NCAA championship in your bracket yeah. and then not getting anything for it. Like, yeah. Now we were right. The whole idea was right, but we, apparently we were playing a completely different game. Uh, we, than we uh, thought we were playing. We definitely were. Jeez, uh, that was brutal. Absolutely brutal. What have you, uh, have you, did you end up because you were last week when I asked you about the getting blacked out thing, it was in relation to getting up MMA ownership. Did you end up playing? I, yeah, I did. I lost, but okay. I, I did play. I've, uh, I've been disappointed because I keep telling myself I want to play, um, MMA on Saturdays, but what I've recently discovered is, um, the the weekends are actually like now the impossible time for me to get anything done because during the day we got some help taking care of april during the week and then no help on the weekends obviously and so it's just like i have no time i, I have no time and now uh, it means that i can't just bro out and play mma dfs with the rest of you guys that's brutal i didn't watch the fights though so uh i can't remember what i was doing oh it was pay-per-view and yeah it was during the day it was actually a good time to, to do the fights um but I guess that uh, it was a pretty decent card. And uh, I don't know if you saw that Usman lost again. Did he? Yeah. So that's two in a row. Edwards, Leon Edwards beat him with a point deduction too, I believe. Mm. Um, and uh, Josh Engelman won that. I saw that. Won yeah. that uh, 
Three-way dupe, though. <laughs> I love that you said that because I was just about to make a joke. I was like, I'm sure you found something wrong with how or, or why he won. And then you, you got it before. Three-way dupe. Three-way dupe. Come on, bro. Didn't you win like a man? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a losing. I mean, if you're duping three ways for first place, I mean, over your yeah. lifetime, you're going to be a loser. <laughs> right. Yeah, 80 grand's nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, my God. Uh, anything else going on in, uh, and is that, what, what else are you playing right now? Just NBA and MMA? Yeah. NBA is the end of the season too. So it's like 18 players were scratched today. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty brutal. And baseball starts in like a week or something. When does it start? I know love, it's soon because everybody's baseball. getting in their final, uh, best ball, uh, MLB drafts, uh, right now. Okay. Yeah. looks like. Opening day is March 30th, seven days. And are you, uh, do you, are you just trotting out your same kind of system and model for baseball or did you overhaul it? There'll be a update hopefully before it starts, but, uh, I was happy with last year's model. So yeah, nothing too crazy. Baseball's uh, a good, good one. Ryan wants to know if you're going to be playing MLB. Probably. On yeah, Probably. Baseball's pretty. There's only one sport, and there's not a lot of late scratches in baseball, so I could do more sites. I'll probably do all three. There you go. Um, our new friend Ale says it's really funny to listen to such a normal conversation between. In parentheses, I assume you are friends. Don't assume anything. We fucking yeah. hate each other. Mortal enemies. <laughs> Ale, we started doing this show uh, for the for the new listeners. Um, in right when the pandemic started i remember brian had reached out to me and had said hey it'd be fun to do like a dfs fantasy uh type show and i was like you know what man i'm, I'm going to japan soon i'm kind of busy and uh then the pandemic happened my trip to japan got canceled and i think i literally replied back to you like two weeks later i was like well got nothing else to do you want to do this show yeah. <laughs> then we fired it up we yeah yeah no, no yeah your, your trip got canceled was it canceled because of COVID so, or got just canceled randomly? Because our first show, Rudy Gobert, spread the coronavirus across the entire country. Yeah. I So I got out in front of it. I, I should say I canceled uh, the trip, like, even before the Rudy yeah. Gobert night because, obviously, Japan was ground zero with the cruise ship and all of that. And a couple of our things that we were going to go to, we had already gotten, like, yeah, we're shutting down our restaurant. And I started being, like, I just want to get out in front of this. And I also don't want to get stranded in Japan and like quarantine for a year. And so I ended up just calling around. I got our plane ticket that that was the big domino because once I had that, I was able to go to all the hotels and be like Japan airlines refunded me. They said, it's not safe for us to come over there right now and ended up getting all my money back. But it was like, that was my dream trip. I like Japan. I've wanted to go to Tokyo and all over forever. And it was also going to be like one of our last hurrahs before we had kids. It was like everything was lighting up and I got rugged on it uh, so hard. But Brian, when God closes a Japan trip, he opens a lull show. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a fun trip though. Japan, yeah. Japan would be cool to, cool to check out. Although that yeah. flight, oof. The flight, the flight's a, a track. Yeah, I mean, you can do direct um, from from Boston, um, but yeah, it would be a track. You'd want to. I think I'd want to go. I think the trip we had planned was two and a half weeks. Um, I think you want 
you'd want it to be longer than a week to make up for how long that flight is both ways. But, it's funny. You're right, man. You you could have been stuck there. I mean, you didn't know, but you could have been yeah. stuck there for, for a year. It would have been. I was just like, like what, how does that how does that work? Believe it or not, unless things have changed recently, you can't get come to America unless you're vaccinated. Um, what would happen if you got held in Japan and then they came out the vaccine with the rule and like, like, yeah, but I don't have it. They don't have it here or something. They won't let you back in the country. I'm sure there's rule, different rules for American citizens. I would, uh, you would hope. I just um, turned into like Tom Hanks in that movie, the terminal. And I, we, we just live in a Japanese airport for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I was, was going to thought you were going to do uh, Frank Ab, 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 what's his name? Ab, Nail. the, um, uh, catch me if you can. Oh yeah. 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 I can't remember yeah. his name and just it steal was... an airplane. Like you dress up as a, as a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife is a stewardess and you just figure out how to fly home. Well, the crazy thing is, is like I, every year, you know, with COVID, I kept checking on kind of the Japan travel stuff and they still, and maybe it's finally been lifted, but even up till like six months or a year ago, they still had like a two day quarantine rule for anyone visiting from out of the country. So you would have to chew up two days just sitting in a hotel doing nothing just to even be allowed to move freely about the country. So it was like basically completely prohibitive to go and travel there for less than a month with their current rules. Uh, I knew a bunch of people who just went down to Mexico. Really? They didn't, they didn't have any, they didn't, or didn't have many rules and you know, they have the, all those all inclusive sites and stuff anyways. Yeah. And so like you could just where people would vacation anyways, was just wide open. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they didn't have they didn't have super strict rules. That that that's it. Frank Abagnale Jr. Um, I'm hearing that he that guy's a total fraud too. Like I don't think he uh, I don't think he did a lot much or whatever he's saying. Yeah, and uh, uh, he works for Google. It doesn't surprise me. Brian says Brett can't leave his Sims alone to go uh, to Japan. Brian Brian doesn't travel anywhere, so I mean he he sure as hell ain't going to Japan. That's a that's a far trip. When was the last time you were out of the country? I think I've asked you this before. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Probably in Jamaica. That was like 12 years ago. What did, did you go to like an all-inclusive resort? A cruise. And then you go to like drive you to the island, stay there for a day or two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, it, you... I'm surprised, Brian, with your kind of libertarian stuff that you haven't ever considered the uh, like I'm going to go move to uh, to Puerto Rico or even going to like Miami or Austin where all the other crypto and techno entrepreneurs are headed. I've considered it back in the poker days. I think if I wasn't already burnt out on poker, I would have probably made a move in 2011-ish. Uh, uh, but I was like... I know like it was all, it was, it was over because they closed everything down, but I was also kind of like probably towards the end of playing anyways. Yeah. But if it was like, what's his name? Doug Polk. Like I think he started in like probably 2000. Cause I played, played a few hands with, I remember his screen name a little bit, but I think he started in like 2010 or nine or something. So like he's young and he was, and he's like four or five years younger than me, I think. So he was even younger than, so like it makes a lot more sense at that stage in your poker career 
but um and i had all my friends still here you know who were young still living in the city like no one lives in the city now <laughs> i'd probably be more likely to do it now or when i was really younger <laughs> than i was before but i, I eventually plan to get an, another place in uh florida or south carolina yeah there you go three and places do a little do a little uh what's it called bird uh oh snowbird or snowbirding yeah wow be nice uh what uh speaking of doug pope were you were you following any of the drama with the like garrett adelstein and the live at the bike and those games he had a video and an interview that was going pretty viral in the past couple days were you following that at all uh just the one tweet where he says the garrett adelstein guy says he's not gonna play anymore and then Polk called him autistic or somebody somebody called him something yeah I don't, maybe it wasn't polk but it was somebody yeah, I admittedly didn't go deep down the rabbit hole on it, but basically like Live at the Bike kept kind of changing their messaging on was he actually not allowed to play? Was he not invited? What like actually was going on there? And it seems like behind the scenes, you know, Garrett had been calling a lot of the shots on the lineup for the game. And now I, I guess, and I'm sure someone like Harps in the chat uh, could probably fill me in on the details on it. But they were basically like, yeah, we don't need you. We don't have to like, you know, sidestep around you or you know play to your needs and wants quite as much now and it's just easier to be like yeah we're gonna build these games uh without you even though a lot of fans i think want to see him in the game because he's such an action player now but it was just uh just typical poker drama which on the surface when i say it out loud seems completely harmless but in the poker world it's like the biggest thing going right now i saw that polk tweet about how he says poker is as like big as it ever was and he yeah. gave some numbers or something like that. I mean, maybe he's right. I don't know. To me, it just doesn't s seem like that way. But Well, I think I pull this up every once in a while. But um, Brad Owens, I mean, his YouTube channel for, like, vlogs, and I can just show you some of his recent, like, view counts. Like, you want to talk about poker interest. So he has 666,000 subscribers. Three days ago, Brian, he posted a poker vlog that has over 300,000 views. Like – no matter how you slice it, like that kind of eyeballs on a single vlog in an industry, like think about in fantasy, thinking about itty video having over 300,000 views, even like the biggest fantasy creators are very lucky to get over a hundred thousand on a big video. That's crazy. I've been yeah. noticing uh, more and more people talk about rumble and like the numbers yeah. they're generating for people there. I know it's kind of like a political site now at this point, but like, uh, the numbers don't seem real to me. Like they're getting like millions of views and it's like, who's on rumble? Like, I mean, who's like, what users are using rumble, but then also like, if it is a signal, like maybe like that wouldn't be a bad place to put your shit on. Like, yeah. It's a lot easier to get in a, in a less competitive environment to get followers and views, et cetera, and get up that huge following than in, in such a saturated market like YouTube. It's hard to get 660,000 followers. Well, I mean, Brian, how are you going to have time for Rumble when you're so devoted to your fans on Truth Social? Oh, that's true. Did I did I sign up? No, I didn't sign up on Truth Social. I signed up on that other one. Gab? No, I can't remember. One of them, I was the number one fantasy player on that, <laughs> that product. <laughs> I'm sure you had a no lot. No one else would sign up on there. Wow. I'm surprised well, you didn't have more competition over there. What was um, it? I can't even remember the name of it. That bit last day that popped up yeah i can't remember it now um dude i'd love doing truths it's such a cheesy <laughs> yeah. true social truth. 
it is very bad. Um, anything else uh, coming up for you uh, this week? Um, that that Trump deep fake, by the way, the arrest those were hilarious, Ryan. I'm yeah. sorry that the the so, I mean, the, did you see the one where Melania's freaking out? I, I want to see if you catch. I saw them. a handful of them. Um, I'll, let me see if I can pull. Some see if you can up. find the one with Melania. Like the the ones where he's running uh, are, are so funny. Like first of all, that man's not. He's not running. Let's be. Is honest. his arrest supposed to be tomorrow? By the way, it was supposed to be yesterday. Okay. And they're reconvening it. So <laughs> let me let me go to the other ones that you. This one is so bad. Now, look at his leg; doesn't even line up. Um. <laughs> That one's pretty good. That was pretty good. But the also, running ones are hilarious. And then the implication uh, that it would take like nine able-bodied police officers to take down this geriatric fat dude. Yeah, I know. Give me a break. But and people actually thought this was real. I, I love that he's got the torn sleeve. This one, this is, this is great. And he's got they're not even looking at him, but like it's still it's still good. This one is classic. <laughs> Again, as if he could outrun anyone. I guess maybe he could outrun these look guys. At, who don't look at them. Hoodie Bro in the back there, just just yeah. kind of traveling. Yeah. And then Don Junior looks like he's like twenty eight here. <laughs> and then there's a there's a couple more with Melania. Is this the one okay. you like? This is the my favorite is that one. Trump it's Trump. <laughs> it's Trump undercover. He's going undercover. <laughs> God. Uh, Somebody tried to sneak a Trump in the office there. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, Have you seen the uh the artist representation of former presidents ones? No. Let me show you this one really quick. There is uh this one's not as funny as the older one, but I have the, the link handy. It's um here it is. <sighs> I'll put it in the chat here. It's uh, it I think it's part of like the new Photoshop. Okay. Um, a, a new Photoshop package, but this is the former presidents as superheroes. Yeah. And he's well, the, that's the, the the one I shared to my brother, but uh, he's the only one who doesn't look like a superhero. All the rest. I was of gonna them, say that one looks pretty normal. It just looks like yeah, looks just looks like Teddy Roosevelt. And they had another one too. They were evil, or no? I was think they were they were cool. Or something like yeah. that. It was that one was that one was much funnier. Wow, these are wild. A Abe Lincoln in the, the scarecrow there. Yeah, James Buchanan slicing some meat. Franklin Pierce. He looks like, like the dad from Thirty, oh. the Third Rock from the Sun. That James Buchanan. Millard Fillmore, not a flattering mm -hmm. representation of him. No. Zachary Taylor looking cool. Uh, Polk. John Tyler. Uh, Martin Van Buren. Oh, I, I'd be I'd be scared of him. Yeah, the, uh, t Andrew Jackson looking like Ted Danza, and <laughs> he does. Yeah, Ted Danson. Um, John Quincy Adams looking like the werewolf. Uh, James Monroe, James Madison. That one's pretty uh, pretty good. Thomas Jefferson looking. Oh yeah, very ominous like in that some evil Green Lantern or something. Oh, of course, so John, John Adams. Adams. Oh, There's man. not much you could do with him though. No. Not a handsome man. George Washington, that's a pretty good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. See, there like that, I'd vote for that, George Washington. I'm surprised, Brian. It feels like that's kind of artwork that you would, you know, purchase, head down to Kinko's and just have them all over your wall behind you. 
I just went to I just went to print something out the other day. It was and uh, they wouldn't let me do it because it's copyrighted. Really? Yeah. So like, if you buy a book or whatever, in anything, and it has copyright on it, Office Max, Office Depot, they won't let you print it out. So let, just to recap for Brian, um, he lives in a world where he gets cut off on Long Island iced teas at Buffalo Wild Wings. They're yeah. coming for his crypto on and off yeah. ramps. And they won't even let him print shit out at Kinko's. How are you still in this country, Brian? And you guys are telling me I'm not oppressed by my government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, fun show today, guys. Brian, um, Brick75.com for MMA stuff this weekend. Yeah, is it, If they're fighting, I think they are. They're always fighting. Oh, yeah. I know one thing about these guys. They're always fighting. <laughs> Let's see. We got March 25th. Yep. And uh, next week we'll have PGA ownership back. This week was match play. I don't, I don't have that shit set up. There you go. Sorry. Nope. No match play stuff for you guys. We, uh, as always, are here every Wednesday or sorry, Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. We used to be Wednesdays. And, um, you know, this show can do a lot of things. One things we can't help you do is bridge your crow off change if you are under 18 with a fake ID on Kraken. That is the limit of what we're able to do for everyone else. We appreciate you. Good luck to your brackets. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Enjoy all of your sweats. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.